It's crazy out there. It is. Well, to be honest, it's, it's normal out there. Yeah. But it could get crazy any moment. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Um, coronavirus. Yeah. I was in a pub yesterday. Couldn't find a table. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what to... I, I, my, my, my brain is still trying to process I feel like your, uh, your department at work either like has this gallows humour yeah or fully buys into the hype or hysteria I guess mm. and like so like when you came back from Singapore and no one was eating the coming g- back from Singapore <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago is now looking like small fry because we've now got almost <laughs> in the UK here getting on for 10 times as many cases ourselves yeah and over 20 deaths and they've had none yeah uh, so it's absolutely crazy how this uh, coronavirus has spread uh, obviously the podcast carries on as as Heisenberg once said nothing stops this train yeah no uh, we're a lot obviously- of my like weekly recording podcasts that I listen to yeah. have uh, clearly gone to Skype. Oh, yes. Uh, Audio quality here remains pristine. Yes. I don't know if we'll ever get to a uh, a place where we have to do remote uh, podcasts. Yeah. No. I guess it's not impossible, uh, but I think we'll... We are recording behind closed doors this week. I've seen no live audience. <laughs> remote uh, podcasts. Yeah. Remote uh, podcasts. Yeah. Remote uh, podcasts. Crush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me right here in the same room is Josh. Hello there, Tom. Hello. Can you believe it? No, I can't. No, oh. this is this is weird. To be honest, I, not having to wait. I think it's going to take a while for me to get used to not having to wait a couple seconds just to be sure that you're not about to say something anymore. Yeah, I can just look at you. Yeah. I'm I'm in a different place myself now. I, I I settled into a routine, a podcast routine that I'm now having to get out of and settle back into the old way of doing things. Yeah, can you believe it? And it's all changing here, listeners. The studio has seen many upgrades. I'm very impressed. Thank you. I also got lost on the way here. Yes. It's been that long. Yeah, if it wasn't for the doorman. Exactly. Yes, yeah. there's a doorman now. It's all gone really <laughs> wild over here. But yeah, it's uh here we are. We, we just are. we just listened to the first few minutes of the last podcast we did in this studio. Wow. And that was a trip. Yeah. 20 deaths, 20 Josh. 20 deaths. Freak out time, 20 deaths. <laughs> look oh, at us now. Look at us now. Yeah, we've both grown like epic beards. You can't see them, obviously, listening. Long bedraggled hair. We've lived through the apocalypse yeah. and, and, and come out the other side. Mm-hmm. The Park Crush podcast survives. Yeah, if you uh, if you watch any of our recent streams of uh, Sea of Thieves, that was on camera was actually an animation of my former self. That's not how I actually look. Yes, the yeah. characters that we play in Sea of Thieves, in fact, are far closer to yeah. how we yes. actually look right now. Yeah. I've grown a foot, yes, and uh, more than that, width ways, <laughs> and also an excellent beard. Yeah, it's a great beard. 
It is. Yeah. I'm jealous of my virtual self, to be fair. But yeah, as I say, we just listened to the last podcast we did in the studio, which was episode 72, and I boldly, optimistically claim that I couldn't foresee a scenario where we wouldn't be able to continue podcasting in the same room. We thought we'd be able to keep the audio quality absolutely pristine. And here we are, 70 or so episodes later. <laughs> We're finally back. finally back. We've nearly done as many episodes remotely as we did in here. That's mad. That is... It sure uh, is. Yeah. Um, I've spent half of my... Uh, the current job that I'm in, I spent half of that in lockdown uh, rather than in the office, which is quite funny. Yeah, that's um, that is wild. Considering I'm, I went to a lo- job in London to get the London life, and half of it was spent in my house, <laughs> not in London. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is a that is kind of a sad state of affairs, I suppose. But yeah, we're back now. I guess this is it. No more lockdowns. This is it. Uh, and when you say this is it, this is it. This is the last episode. Oh, yeah, this is also the last episode. Yeah, we're back in the studio, so. You know, we feel like this is the the way to tie the bow on it. Yeah, we're going to move on to an even more niche uh, podcast. (laughs) Yeah, can we? How much more niche can we get? We're going to talk about the construction of server racks. Yes, is that more niche than this? I guess it probably is. is, Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been shown uh, server rack in a in a garage. I guess that was one of your lockdown projects. Very impressive. I felt you know pretty inadequate this morning i've been given a tour of the new studio seen all sorts of cool stuff that's changed and and i've just built lego and yeah uh finished some games we've we've had investment from all tenants in the household yes uh in the office in the office block uh top to toe improvements (laughs) structural technological you name it we've we've done it it's impressive stuff. It can't be denied. How are you otherwise, Josh? It's been it's been a week on the high seas. Oh, um, yeah, good. It's been fun playing that. Yeah, we. Uh, if you listened last week, we we had hoped last week's episode would be about Sea of Thieves. Yeah, because they just added a pirate to the Caribbean expansion, which uh, we were told had some solid theme park references and such like. But uh, yeah, our precise window to play the game last weekend coincided with server time, <laughs> maintenance time. So yeah. we didn't play it last week, but we have played it a few times since then. We have, so we can we can talk about it. Yeah, and yeah, like you say, it's a fun time. I played a little bit of Sea of Thieves before this, but not a ton, and always kind of by myself and just yeah. sort of coming across other players that would then help me out a little bit. Yeah, but, I played it ages ago before it was even like officially released. You're playing like a beta version. Yeah. So how did you find it, generally speaking? But I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoy all the whimsical, pirates, piratey stuff, you know, playing the instruments together. Uh, the pets. Aye. The characters are amusing to look at and to talk to. Right you are, Captain. Don't like other people. Yeah, we were... Yeah, it was kind of the equivalent of a... Uh, hit and run, I guess. Mm. You know, in the in the world of pirates, we were we were sailed up on by some scallywags and taken out. We'd sailed for miles to get to the next Pirates of the Caribbean mission. Yeah, we and, we uh, were flying uh, the same flag as them. We were, yes. So we thought we'd be safe. Yeah, apparently not. And they rounded on us. And yeah, according to the Sea of Thieves, the LGBT community is not as inclusive and welcoming <laughs> as I thought. No, we both were. Sailing our pride flags quite happily, and then all of a sudden they turned on us. <laughs> and I was, I, uh, 
I was steering the ship at the time. I think you were up in the crow's nest, maybe. I think so, yeah. Um, and they turned on, and they started firing, and they fired, first of all, a, a chain shot that is designed to take out the mast. Mm. Uh, luckily, it missed. But they hit us with a, an explosive shot that exploded me straight off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and while that's... So while I'm trying to get back to the ship... They're just absolutely bombarding you. Yes. Uh, the frantic- mast fell down. Frantically running around trying to find cannons to fire back. Looked everywhere in, on the ship, I would say, apart from the place where the cannonballs actually were. Yes. Which the whole time was behind me, yeah. on deck. On in, Just in the corner of the Somehow deck. Somehow managed to miss yeah. those. But, yeah, other than that particularly distressing experience, quite good fun, I would say. Mm. And we've streamed some. And as of uh, release of this podcast, you, you should be able to start watching the uh, on-demand versions of our uh, yeah. Adventures Across the High Seas on uh, newhighscore.co.uk, which started with, I guess from like a theme park perspective, the highlight. Yeah. Which was when you when you go to the to the first... So I guess we should, Sea of Thieves kind of treats missions uh, as, as tall tales, yes. is what they call them. So the Pirates of the Caribbean, like quest line is, is is a tall tale and it starts with you going off to this uh kind of remote island exploring this cave system and what's guiding you through is essentially the voiceover from the start of the ride yeah uh with the music from mm-hmm. the queue yeah and uh that's pretty cool yeah I, I was well up for it uh, yeah i kept telling us to keep our hands inside the boat yes that was a nice touch as well um had just all of the scenes that you uh, imagine from the beginning of the ride as you go through the cave system, uh, and then you go, then you drop down. There's a slide bit, which is obviously the drop. Yeah, and there's like some other like there's no you don't get to talk Tuga, I guess. But uh, no, there's no sign of like Red no. or, or anyone else. But I wonder if we come across Tortuga later in the. Or maybe, yeah. and hopefully we get the iconic scene of the, the pirates in jail begging the dog for, yes. the, for the key. Well, you have the dog. I do have the dog. I you, do have Jack. You bought the dog like him. a sucker. Yeah. Uh, I bought a cat like, I, a, like yeah. a sucker. And I called the. I named the dog Jack. You called the dog Jack. You also bought Captain Jack's outfit for yourself. I did, and then I proceeded to not actually wear most of it. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of that's quite a cool vibe. I think mm. you know you sort of. Uh, yeah, I think if, if you dressed up completely like Captain Jack, it'd be kind of like a tragic cosplay vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't never want that. Yeah, you've kind of made the look your own, I would yes. say. Yeah, stylized it. I've now got a Spanish Armada style hat, or not like conquistador, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Do do we do they get to like? Are there any Spanish pirates in those films? Like once you get beyond the the first three, um, I'm trying to think. Uh. Because it's all like East India Trading Company in the first trilogy. Yeah, there are references to Spanish people, right? Like uh, the treasure is some Spanish guy's treasure, I believe. I can't remember now. Um, I need to watch them again. Though. I rewatched the first one in the first lockdown. It's still really good, and I didn't. I stopped there. I, I feel like they kind of go downhill pretty quickly. Wise, yeah, yeah. I think the first three are f- like two and three are okay. Yeah, like they're passable, but they're no one. I've literally never seen four and five. Don't. Okay, that's yeah. solid advice. The girl from Skins shows up in one of them. I've never seen Skins. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Fine. I can't give you a other, another... I don't know what... She's been in other stuff. I can't give you another reference. I don't know any other real reference particularly. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I also really liked, going back to Sea of Thieves, how the voiceover 
was like very clearly just sort of ripped from mm. the ride. It still had that kind of uh, echoey quality of, yes. it, of it being played over like a tannoy, which I liked. Yeah, do you reckon they do you reckon they uh, added that in post or? Or, or did they just like did someone from Rare just go and stand in the queue and just with a microphone and just <laughs> don't mind me, ladies and gents. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, that that definitely sort of put me in the right frame of mind. Like I, I like, I was a bit skeptical. Like, oh, you know, I don't really care for Jack Sparrow at this point, mm. and you know, I, and like Sea of Thieves, I've had like a little bit of fun with it in the past, but. I don't know if Jack Sparrow is the type of thing that's going to get me on board. And then I think it was Mr. Ben that told us about the references to the ride. And I thought, oh, there'll probably be like cute little Easter eggs here and there. Yeah. But then to be guided through the opening stages of the of the adventure, literally by the QVO, I was like, all right, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm fully um, into this. There's some great uh, faces that I pull that can all be seen on the uh, on the stream. Oh, okay. Um, I might have to watch it back then because yeah. I I was not treated to these. No, uh, yeah. Ben uh, Ben called me out on it. It was like, well, not called me out. It was like that's the exact face that I pulled when I got to this bit. <laughs> yeah, I that first that first stream we did was super fun. The second stream was like I had to get outstayed its welcome a little bit. That particular quest that we were doing. Oh yeah, it was frustrating. It wasn't certainly. It, the the problem was that it took us forever to get there. Certainly with us dying. Yeah. Uh, it took up most of our time, so then we was like rushing through the last parts, mm. and we missed elements. I got frustrated because I thought we was going to get a cool ship, but then you went through um, a door of no return. Yeah, it's frustrated. Yeah, but a fun time overall, I would say, and uh, yeah, some some funny moments in those streams, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, lots of sailing, lots of sword fighting, lots of gunshots. Some some fun puzzle solving, I'd say. Mm. That was kind of the majority of what we, of what you do in that game. I, I started around going, how the hell do we do this? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about video games. Like, I I think growing up, you know, playing video games, I do sometimes find myself thinking to myself, my parents who really don't know anything about video games. Yeah. I've grown up hearing the most random nonsense come out of my bedroom for like 25 years. Yeah. Just like the kind of things that you say while playing a video game that you would never say in any other context of life. Like there's so much video game vocab yeah. that doesn't translate. No, yeah. And like people who know what you're talking about will be like, oh yeah, of course, you know, shoot that statue three times so that his sword's pointing downwards and then, you know, hold down the left trigger while you're pressing two bumpers and then fire over there and it's fine. And to people who have no clue, they must be thinking, like, what the hell is going on? Not to mention the other noises that come from the room that you don't get with any other form of entertainment. Uh, No, no, exactly. Unless your football team scores a goal or a touchdown or something like that, then... uh, Absolute delirium uh, regularly occurs when playing Sea of Thieves. So, yeah, I guess we'll play through the rest of it. It makes sense. I think there's, like, three left... Yeah, five parts. Five so. part, five part adventure. We've done two. Uh, I guess each one has, has taken us a couple hours. Mm. So it's, it's, it seems like it's a fairly hefty adventure. Yeah, first parts out Jack, now. As Jack it says. Sparrow. Second part comes out on Wednesday. Arr. And we have not yet seen Davy Jones, who I believe is part of this. Apparently so. Uh, I don't know about Barbosa. No, we fought the Kraken. We did momentarily fight the Kraken. Yes, I think he'll be back. Yeah, I get the, or she'd be back. I don't know. They'll be the, back. Be, uh, beastie. Yeah, it's a gender neutral kraken. We've yes. got to, you know, t- 
treading on eggshells these days, Josh. You can never be certain. But yeah, good fun was had by all, and you can watch the uh, on-demand versions at newhighschool.co.uk. So the first part's out now, yep. and the second part's out... Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, yep. is that is that the release schedule you're going for? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, potentially? If or we get another... If we get one done by then? Yeah. Maybe not. It's, it's very lightly edited. Yes. Maybe... Uh, well, yes, purely to remove your... Uh, yeah. Treasure map details. Yeah, and I've in the second episode, I've cut out a lot of the sailing that is just us doing nothing. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. That's probably good for pacing reasons, Yes, to be fair. Uh, well, yeah, I recommend you check it out, though, if you have an Xbox or, or I guess, a PC. PC, yeah. Because it's on Game Pass, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. So if you have a machine capable, I think, then uh, yeah. uh, you can play, you can check it out, and the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff is all free. Yeah, all, all DLC is free, I believe, on that game. All... Uh, expansions are free. Actually. Yeah, they rely on suckers like us spending a fiver on a dog yeah. and a cat. Yeah, new outfits. And new outfits, yeah. Uh, although I guess it's on their, like, because it's on Game Pass, it's on their cloud thing, right? So I guess you don't even need an Xbox or a PC. You could just play it on an Android thing is it or an on, iOS thing. Is it on the... I believe it is on cloud, yeah, the Xbox cloud, Game Pass cloud. Okay. Xbox. Well, what do they actually call it? Xbox Cloud Gaming. Xbox Cloud Gaming. You can play Sea of Thieves there. Yeah. And that's available on Android and iOS. Although I've just named the... Because you download the, like, favourite the icon for it onto your home screen. Oh, yeah. And it acts like an app. Mm. Um, I've just called it xCloud. xCloud's a better name. Yeah. It's uh, touch-enabled on iOS and Android as well. What, Sea of Thieves? Yeah. Huh. So you can play it. I mean, to be fair, Sea of Thieves is... In terms of like controller input and stuff, there's not a tongue going on. Like I could see it maybe translating. To, I would not want to play it like that. I don't think. No. Because you are still going to be relying on stuff like on-screen analog sticks, which I absolutely hate and always have. Yeah. But it's not like some super complicated loads and loads of button inputs kind of a game. So it's quite a lot of games on here that are like touch enabled. Uh, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie. Banjo Kazooie, that'd probably work. It's like three buttons probably in that game. Dirt Five, Dirt Five's brand new, right? Dirt Five is pretty new. Yeah, I think that was a launch game for the uh, new consoles last huh. Christmas time. Um, I think Sea of Thieves, Project Winter. I want to check that out. I've heard. Sea of Thieves, Spiritfarer. Same. I want to check that out as well. Um, things. The Tourists, all the Walking Played Dead that. games. Two Point Hospital. Played that. Played that. Two Point Hospital is on game on X Cloud, and is touch enabled. See, the thing with uh, these kinds of games, like Two Point Hospital, you could imagine a situation where if they actually built it for touch, it could be pretty damn good. But when they say it's touch enabled, does that just mean they have adapted the Xbox controls to touch? I feel like there's yeah. a difference. Like, are there just like Xbox buttons on the screen? I think that that's what it is. That's probably what it is rather than... No, we've literally sort of rebuilt the UI and stuff with touch in mind. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Because I think it's it's someone at Xbox that has to do that work, I think, right? Not Maybe. I don't know. There's a niche podcast for you. <laughs> we'll kill Park Rush and we'll come back and we'll play all the touch-enabled xCloud games yes. and report back on how they translate. That'd be a, you could, uh, I have the ability to do that, like to stream that <laughs> out as well. I have streamed iPad games as well before yeah. for the Park Rush channel, those terrible... Rollercoaster Tycoon oh God, yeah. freemium games that was in the, the depths I think of one of the lockdowns last year where yeah. it's like there's not enough theme park news what do we do I know I'll play Rollercoaster Tycoon mobile 
Ouch. Uh, yeah. The things we do for the listeners. What can I say? What can I say? But yeah, Sea of Thieves. Uh, I'm glad we played that because there's not much news otherwise. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I was very excited by this particular bit of news that we do have. Mickey's Phil Magic, which for me, Josh, is like thoroughly underrated. That is, for me, one of my favourite Magic Kingdom attractions. I don't wow. know how you feel. I can't remember the last time I did it. Well, you're robbing yourself of a damn good time. That's well, all I can say. Okay. I'll keep that in mind for next time I go. It's really good. Okay. I think it's just, I, I guess, you know, if you particularly like Disney songs. Which I do. Then you probably have a pretty good time with this. It's like a, it's the greatest hits of Disney's, of Disney songs. Mostly from 90s films, like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, uh, Lion King. You know, the stuff we grew all, up all with. All the greats. Yeah, all the greats. No Hercules, it's a shame. Ugh. Yeah, I know, alas. Is uh, Tarzan in there? I don't think so, no. No Phil Collins, alas. So, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not got everything. You do get Elton, though, so... You do get some Elton John, so that's fine. But no, I love it. It's great. It's got that slightly weird vibe. I don't know if you... Uh, <laughs> the best way to compare it, I think, is... It's the same way that, like, when they do 3D Simpsons stuff, and it looks a bit weird, because you're so used to seeing them in 2D. Right, yeah. It's like the Simpsons ride, or some of the old games. Yeah. And this has kind of got the same vibe. You're seeing scenes that you've seen in 2D, and recognises 2D in 3D. Right, of course. So that's always looked a bit weird, which is why Coco might actually translate pretty well. Yeah. And they're adding Coco, which is the first the first addition they've made to the show, I believe, since it opened in 2003. I didn't know it was this old. Wow. Yeah. Are you a, are you a Coco fan? I'm a big fan, uh, especially the song that is coming to Magic Un Poco Loco. How does that one go, Josh? Um, Give it your best shot. Uh, no. Come on, Josh. The listeners need to know this is the grand return to the studio. You've got all the uh, best equipment you could possibly need. It's just the the acoustics just aren't good enough. Uh, for uh, It's not singing. Remember Me. I get Remember Me is the, is the kind of iconic, I would say. Uh, Unpoco Loco is the one they sing at the talent show in uh, in the city. Oh, okay. Uh, what colour is the sky? Me right. More, me and more. But, yeah. I guess... Tell me that it's red. <laughs> Me and more, me and more. Remember me. Where should I put my shoes? Me and more, me and more. You tell me. Put them on your head. I thought the acoustics in here weren't good enough, but this is pretty incredible, I've got to say. <laughs> A live readout. This is it. going straight to the top of the Spotify <laughs> charts and uh, straight onto your Plex server, I would suggest. Oh, Save a copy locally. Yeah. Please. Naturally. Yeah, you could do a music video version. Oh. You've got the, the, you've got the equipment to do it. There's no excuse. Yeah. You could stream it out. Yes. Yeah. Could. All this coming soon to newhighscore.co.uk. Yeah, I guess Remember Me is probably a bit too mellow for this show. Mm. Yeah, and Pocket Lock has got a good beat to it. Yeah. High yeah. tempo. But I'm looking forward to it. I wonder, I wonder, though, if it will look a little bit out of place in a way because... I'd imagine the animation will be, you know, 2021 standard. Mm. Obviously, Coco will have to look at least as good as the film, like the Coco scenery, and then Donald himself. Because obviously the story of Philo Magic is Donald yeah. ending up in all these famous scenes from other Disney films, like gate-crashing them, essentially. So this kind of, this version of Donald within the Coco scene is going to look way better, one would imagine, than the version of Donald in all the other scenes, because this is that Donald is almost 20 years old, and this Donald is brand new. There is an image of Donald uh, in the in the scene. What do you think? Mm. I mean, if that's a st- if that is a gr- you know a grab 
a, a screenshot, if you like, of the actual film that's going to be used, it does look a lot better. It looks a lot cleaner. The Donald design itself is not exactly the same. I think it's a little sharper. And then I think as well, I want to say that they've kind of toned Donald down a bit in recent years. Like I think there's been a kind of conscious effort to maybe not make him quite so angry yeah, he's and not, mental. Yeah. And I wonder if that will be reflected in this as well. Because he still gets a bit hyper and, and angry in the filler magic. Yeah, okay. I think but that he, was kind of pre he, the, the Donald tone down. his temper rather than being constantly angry, I think, is the... He, there was a tendency for him to be angry too often, I think. I guess so, um, yeah. Whereas they've turned him down, so he, he loses his temper a little bit, but he calms down. He does. He's, and he's, he's a bit unfortunate in the, in the story of Phil Magic, right? I mean, he just wants to have a go with the instruments. Yeah, and they sort of doesn't? Tu- they sort of turn on him, you know, a little bit. They're, uh, I think they're a bit on, a bit on their high horse, you know. Well, yeah. you're not Mickey. We're not, we're not playing for you. Yeah. Bloody Mickey. Here's, here's a question for you. Oh, would you be interested in a Mickey and Friends by Pixar? Like a Mickey and Friends storyline film, but made by Pixar? I'm not sure. I would be up for them re... Or I guess just updating the rest of Filler Magic right, and okay. bringing the rest of the show up to the standard of Pixar animation. That'd be cool. That would be good. Uh, would I watch a Pixar film starring the classic Disney characters? I'm not sure I would. I mean, it was Wreck-It Ralph wasn't a Pixar film, was it? That was a Disney film. That was Disney animation. Yeah, yeah okay. Because they kind of did a bit of that in Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah, I guess so. All that kind of crossover stuff. Because mm. I think they said, I want to say, I, I saw some like questionable claim that somebody made the other day about, I don't think it was Phil Magic they, that they were talking about this Coco stuff, but like the first time like classic Disney characters had been seen merging with Pixar characters. And, it, and I think someone pointed out that, actually, no, I think Wreck-It Ralph 2 kind of did that. Yeah. Like, the princesses scene had... Like, yeah, had all of them. The princess from Brave, who's yeah. Pixar, mixing with, you know, the classic Disney. Was Brave Pixar? I'm pretty... Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, Damn, okay. I've just put that out there, and I'm, yeah, pre- it out I'm there. pretty sure I'm correct, but I guess now we should check. I'm pretty certain that Brave is Pixar. We're checking now live. Oh, it's oh, you use the search engine that grows trees as well, Josh. I do. I think it's bad, but well, I tell you why sort of put up I, with it. Shall I tell you why it's bad, Tom? Hmm? It's powered by Bing. Oh, no. That yeah. makes all the sense in the world now. Anyway, there you go. Brave. Yeah, there you go. Look, see? Pixar. Disney Pixar, yeah. I was correct. Yeah, Brave's all right. Yeah, I enjoy Brave. It's fine. But Brave's probably under feels underrated for some people. Like A lot of people hype on that film a lot and fair play to them you know it's not up there for me but if you feel like it's underrated crack on yeah got exactly. time for you for sure I, I i i quite like the the vibe pixar is on at the moment though with their kind of original stuff i wouldn't yes. want them to be held back by mickey and friends no the, the the problem i do have with the new pixar stuff is that it's all straight to disney plus at the moment like, that that is a that is something that i am um, yeah similarly concerned about i would love to have seen soul in the cinema mm. and uh luca have you seen luca yet i have not no it's very good um that's i don't know if you listened to this week's uh komodo mayo show which doesn't have komodo or mayo on it uh i've listened to their f9 review and their freaky review i've right. not listened to the full show um so they were talking about luca and they're basically saying that uh, i think it was robbie collins was saying he's concerned that they're pushing all the Pixar stuff to 
Disney Plus and like more of the more sentimental stuff, I guess you could say, like Luca, uh, in favour of all the blockbuster stuff going to cinemas, and so they're going to condition people to not really care about the more sentimental, smaller stuff and care much more about the big, bold colour action blockbuster stuff. Yeah. I'm also going to be very interested to see what happens with their premiere access. Yeah. Uh, what happens stuff, there? you know, I think Black Widow is a, is a cinema and premiere access. I think Jungle Cruise is a cinema and premiere access, but I think beyond that, they haven't said. So for example, something like Shang-Chi and the Eternals, oh, like the God, next yeah. couple of Marvel films. Are I they- don't know how I feel about either of those pieces. Like I feel they both feel a little low budget to me. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really paid too much attention to them, to be honest. I think there's even trailers for Shang-Chi that I have yet to see. I'll see them, obviously, because I'm invested in the Marvel yes, Cinematic yeah. Universe. So, and you know, at this point, it's been a while, I feel, since we've had a, like an origin film. And sometimes they're a little bit by the numbers. But I think at yeah. this point, because they've got so big and crazy and epic... It might be nice in a way to kind of go settle back into yeah. like an origin story. I guess that new characters you kind of want, you want to start small budget because if you go big budget mm. on their introduction for certainly new kind of unknown characters as well, particularly in the Western world, um, for the most part, you then have to just keep going bigger and bigger, right? But if you start yeah. smaller, unless it's Spider Man, you can't really start big and then go bigger. You've got to start smaller and go bigger. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it'll be, it'll be interesting. You know, I'd imagine there are some people that have got quite used to just paying for the films at home and don't really care about going back to the cinema. I think you have plenty of people that are ready to go back to the cinema. I think F9 has done, by pandemic standards, extremely well. And even by non I think it, it has opened bigger than some of the previous Fast films, which obviously were not we're, we're a part in of pandemic. And it's partly our fault. Yeah, we, do, we got some coronas in though, so... Well, we absolutely did, yes. We, we we treated the whole experience, I think, with the respect that it deserves. <laughs> yes. Uh, coronas and overpriced burgers. Yeah. Yeah, that's Phil our Magic. So it's going to come pretty soon here. It's going to return on July or open on July 17th at California Adventure and Disneyland Paris. And then I guess it will come to the Magic Kingdom as well later in the year, I think for the 50th anniversary. And then the only parks we're waiting on uh, to see if it comes to those are Tokyo and Hong Kong. So there we are. And this will be, I believe, the first Pixar film represented in Magic. Yeah, I think so. And I guess, you know, I had Magic was never anything I had considered might ever get an update. So the fact that seven four what uh how long uh, 17 18 years on it's randomly got an update do you think that could open the door to more in future like if they've added coco why not like any new newer disney films that have that are particularly well known for their music the question is is it worth the the work i guess right yeah um why is frozen not in here is the question they're a bit i mean i don't i I can't remember any of the other songs that are in Feel like magic, but it feels quite ballady. Uh, Frozen, mm. whereas uh, Un Poco Loco, for example, is more upbeat. I guess so. Yeah, some of the Moana stuff that could be fun. Yeah, Moana stuff's pretty cool. Like mm. uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You're welcome. Piece. Yeah, yeah. You're, what you're welcome. He's pretty embedded in the Disney family at this point. Mm. You know, he's ditched his familia. Yes, for his uh, Disney family. It's very so controversial, that, that really, considering Vin Diesel is all about family. 
to outcast. It's true. Uh, Dwayne Johnson like that is, uh... but not the Stath. So the Stath also went off and made a spin-off that Vin Diesel, I guess, didn't approve of. But he's back. Well, spoilers. Well, no, that's the thing. So the spin the spin-off was to try and get to keep Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the franchise after Vin Diesel and Dwayne the Rock Johnson fell out. Right. Because Dwayne wasn't bringing enough energy to the role. <laughs> Okay, fine, but I, I could see like I could see a, a situation where Vin Diesel then looks down upon the Stath for going off and being involved in the rock-fronted fast film and not wanting to be involved with the Stath anymore. Yeah, maybe. But spoilers: the Stath makes a brief appearance in F Nine, suggesting mm. a return to the main line series for him. Yeah, may, maybe. But no sign or even mention, I don't think, of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, maybe Vin Diesel actually understands and appreciates the value that you have of having The Rock in the franchise, but doesn't want to work with him directly on a main series film. So that's why the spin-off occurred. So he's he's fine with the Stafe being the second part of that spin-off because it means that he doesn't have to work with The Rock directly. Maybe, maybe. But, you know, The Rock seems all right. I don't know why. Why has Vin got to be this way? Yeah, well... Well, he's Vin Diesel's clearly a much better actor than uh, <laughs> The Rock is. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think anyone would question that. No. Right. Well, yeah, Coco coming to Phil on Magic, probably the biggest news of the week, which, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm excited, but I think that says a lot. One of the other things you've spotted, Josh, is a new outfit for Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the new film comes out uh, this month. Comes out in a couple of days. We were going to see it on opening night, and now yeah. because it's goddamn coming home, because it's coming home, uh, we've, we're going to cancel and see it some other time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and uh, part of that, obviously, in all the trailers you've probably seen, Black Widow has no longer a black outfit, but a white outfit. White Widow. I guess it's an Arctic outfit because it's in Siberia or something. I don't know. Uh, Russia, sure. Russia. Yeah, I, I guess know. so. Um, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So. Black Widow will be donning a, her white outfit for all of July. Um, before I think after like the film's had its run, she'll then go back to the black outfit. But time being white outfit. I'd imagine the uh, the lady playing Black Widow at the parks is probably quite grateful. It should not absorb the heat quite yeah. so much as yeah. the uh, black number that she's been wearing. Hmm. So yeah, she's probably uh, embraced the new white look. Yeah, so uh, already available, already available to be seen. At Avengers Campus in Disneyland, California. And is there is there much Black Widow stuff that's going on besides a new suit? She's got a new hairstyle as well, we should say, to match her outfits. She's got longer hair yeah. like she has in the new film rather than the sort of bob cut that she's been rocking in the more recent Avengers stuff. Um, I think she's just got a more obvious um, meet and greet sort of setup going on right now. Right. That's part of it. But I don't think there's anything else majorly going on. Okay. Well, and I would imagine, I suppose, that Shang-Chi will rock up in September. You would imagine. Although, yeah. does that or does that break narrative because Shang-Chi is not in the Avengers yet? <sighs> Maybe. S- something tells me that Disney won't care. I, I don't think they'll care either. And uh, the podcast I did a few weeks ago is uh, Stephen Libby from Cinema Blend. We did kind of talk about that and the fact that Avengers Campus seems far less bothered about breaking narrative mm. than Galaxy's Edge in a way that like Galaxy's Edge is almost held back by its commitment to its bit. Yes. Because it's like, I want to get a photo with Darth Vader and 
Kylo Ren and Disney are like, well, you can't because yeah. one of them's dead. Avengers, I think, seems far more like, oh, you want a picture of Spider-Man and Black Widow and mm. Shang-Chi? Sure. Here they are. Yeah. Is, uh, and I guess Kylo Ren is no longer called Kylo Ren, right? Or is he? What do you mean? Is he not? Well, I guess he is. He is in the timeline where Galaxy's Edge happens. Yeah, because don't forget, Josh, that according to episode nine, episode eight doesn't exist and never happened. <laughs> so and everything, so all stopped, the character development in that film is irrelevant. But he stops being Kylo Ren in the ninth film anyway. When he he does eventually, right? But Galaxy's Edge it t- takes place between eight and nine, right? Yeah, I believe. So he's just evil. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Oh God, I'm committed to rewatching the sequels at the moment. No, and we've only got we've got through the Force Awakens, and I'm quite looking forward to the Last Jedi, but I I don't want to watch the Rise of Skywalker no, again. No, um, I've I've got through every episode of the Bad Batch. Bad Batch is pretty good, I yeah, think. And uh, uh, having watched the last episode, have you watched the last episode? Yes, um, I went. This is the most interesting period of Star Wars history. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and so I just want every single new thing to be based in this. Massive political upheaval. Yes. Yeah. It's just so cool. It's just lo- lots of interesting stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Lots of uh, scheming. Yeah. And uh, I kind of want a bit more of that, to be honest, from, mm. the, from the Bad Batch. Like, I feel like they're getting into it a bit more now. Like, It opened with a lot of, like, the opening episode, part of the reason I loved it so much was that yeah. it dealt very directly with kind of the fallout of the prequels. And then it kind of got more into these sort of standalone missions for yeah. the Bad Batch, which I guess was kind of, you know, communicated ahead of time. And that was kind of what this show was primarily going to be about. But I've always enjoyed the uh, the animated stuff when it's got more into the fallout from the films themselves, mm. which I, I, I understand doesn't lend itself so well to kind of the more happy-go-lucky vibe of a Saturday morning cartoon where you just want to go on fun adventures with the new characters. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm not a kid, goddammit. These are for me as well. <laughs> I guess the only thing that goes on during these films would be the solo film, right? Potentially. Uh, I think that's also later. Yeah, maybe. So I think that might be post-Bad Batch. I watched Solo for the first time since release a few weeks ago and in that time since then I'd, I'd again forgot that it existed until you just said it just then I Solo I think the problem is Solo doesn't work as part of all of those films I think if you've only seen Solo I think it work, would work it should have been a Dis- it would have made a, a, a better Disney Plus show yeah I think so and yeah. maybe we'll I think I think there's talk of them doing a Lando show Yes. Which hopefully Han would turn up in. I, I, yeah, I yeah. hope. Like I hope. I think that version of Han is quite is is quite entertaining. Like he's not really much like Harrison Ford, but he, you still kind of buy him as Han. Weirdly, yeah. I, I still stand by the fact that if you haven't seen or know anything about Star Wars, if you see Solo first, I think it will hold more gravity than if you watch the regular Star Wars films and then watch Solo. Yeah, in some, in a lot of ways it doesn't really feel like Star Wars. No, but it's, like uh, if you then, when Solo turns up in Star Wars, you'll be like, oh my God, it's that guy. It's, it's the yeah. legendary rogue pilot. I, I must admit, now that I'm thinking back on the time I watched it a few weeks ago, we watched it because my sister had never seen it. <laughs> and my sister, about five minutes from the end, said, wow, we're going to we're gonna get through a whole Star Wars film without a lightsaber. That's quite cool. And I was like, well, you've essentially jinxed it. Yeah. Because then there's that really stupid scene where Darth Maul's on the phone. Yeah. Essentially. 
<laughs> just gets his lightsaber <laughs> for no reason other than to be like, ha I still have it. <laughs> still here, guys. Yeah. I'd imagine, like, because when I first saw Solo, I'd never seen Clone Wars or anything. So right, Darth yeah. Maul showing up, I was kind of like, whoa, what? what the why? Hell? This is, seems dumb. Yeah. But in the context of Clone Wars, it's like, oh, yeah, that version of Darth Maul is cool as hell. I'd yeah, love to yeah. see him in a movie. We're getting that Ewan McGregor show, right? Yes, I guess so. My only concern about the Ewan McGregor show is that the Clone Wars did so much cool stuff with Obi-Wan that mm. I would kind of love to see Ewan McGregor manage like get into, but yeah. it would seem weird to go over old ground again. Yeah. And if you've seen Rebels, you even know how Darth Maul meets his end, so they can't really even get into that stuff. Uh, these damn cartoons are too it's good. Like, um, it's the real good Star Wars. It's like all the General Grievous stuff in Clone Wars that they can't do anything in Clone Wars mm. because... Anakin has a line in episode three, I guess, which is, he says something which basically means that that's the first time he has ever seen Grievous. Right. So he then can't see Grievous the whole time during Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the commitment yeah. to, uh, you know, working around these stupid plot contrivances. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's probably going to do it, Josh. We've gone 40 minutes primarily by not talking about theme parks. Yes. Which I think is a fitting way to return to the studio, yeah. to be honest. Can't can't ever beat it. No, it's very much like old times. And it's been good to be back. Has been. And hopefully this is where we stay now for the... Uh, well, you know, we've got the we've got remote recordings now in the back pocket for, for desperate times. Yeah. Called for desperate measures. But by and large, hopefully, we're back in the studio. In the meantime, you can uh, follow us on the Twitters at Parkrush Podcast. You can email us, podcast at parkrush.com. Uh, you can watch those uh, Sea of Thieves archives, as I say, at newhighscore.co.uk. And you can find the podcast specifically at parkrush.com or on your preferred podcasting app. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the pristine audio quality. <laughs> pristine. Oh, and no. Josh, at this point, I can't think of any reason why we'll have to uh, record remotely for an extended period <laughs> ever again. I'm, I'm concerned that the audio is going to be absolute mess now that you've said that. Well. You're going to get home to edit it and be like, it's all a mess. The audio levels are all over the place. We're re-recording and I haven't got time to go around to the studio, so we're doing it remotely. Hey. Hopefully not. See you next week. Goodbye. See ya.